Well, hello, hello, hello. Again, this is Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. I am recording episode six of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, this week, I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't be having anybody to, uh, uh, I'm not going to have anybody to interview today. Uh, instead, I wanted to focus on an aspect that has really uh, been bothering me. This isn't my, my soapbox. This isn't me voicing my opinion as if it should be held of higher esteem or in comparison to anybody else. This this is something that's been heavy on my heart, uh, I want to say, for the past year. It's, it's, always, it's always bothered me. It's always been an issue um, that I had not just with um with the word not just in my specific demographic not just in <laughs> uh in the white community but it's just just it it it, it the the origin of it the, the 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 intention behind it is just is threatening to me and it's is demeaning and I mean, there are other issues that fall within this category, but uh, I wanted to talk about the power of the N-word. Power of the N-word. Um, I'm not very comfortable saying it, but I will tell you this. Years ago, my mom was reiterating. I was maybe a, I was a teenager. My mom was... My mom... I just want to say this... Um, as a as a uh as a full disclosure um my mom never really used foul language and to this day she still doesn't <laughs> she still doesn't do it so um even when she was upset with me and I've and I've made her upset Many of times, many of times. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so she was telling me uh, verbatimly uh, something that someone uh, uh, called her once. And this was one word that was said repeatedly to her. And of course, it is the infamous B word uh, where uh, an individual calls a woman uh, quote-unquote out of her name which is a very offensive term but that's not the word we're talking about but to validate what i'm about to say um she said it word for word to reiterate how powerful that word was um the word that i am referencing to is the word nigger um man it doesn't even feel right coming out of my mouth because i don't really say it. i don't i don't say it and to broaden the definition, the word, the, the broadening, the usage of it, I'm going to say uh, two words. It's nigger and nigger. Nigger and nigger. Nigger is N-I-G-G-E-R. Nigger is N-I-G-G-A. So, I wanted to first off read, you know, just a couple of facts pertaining to this word uh, that I found very interesting um man it's this word has been used more times um 
in all aspects of communication than anything else. I mean, um, man, there's so many other offensive words that are probably just as harsh and sharp with the tongue, but this one, um, this one has history behind it. It has weight to it. So I just wanted to read you all some some facts. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm not going to make this long. I'm not going to beat a dead horse concerning this because everyone knows just how big of a deal this is. Um, I'm just going to spend just a couple of minutes um, expressing why I find it offensive and why I choose not to use it at all. Um, first of all, words mean the world to me. Uh, it was through poetry um, specifically where I found my voice. It was through poetry where I learned more about myself than anything else. Um, um, I mean, un undoubt uh, undoubtedly, God knows more about me than I ever will. <laughs> and I've learned that I'm not, some of us grow up naturally suppressing things that we will not allow ourselves to be exposed to. Um more specifically, like bad experiences. So, um, but I just know in general, there's there's things about me I haven't been um, been um, exposed to yet, for lack of better better words. So, um, but I do know that I, I love words, and that's one thing I love about writing, is um, the variations of expressing oneself, in in literary form, and. I wanted to take the time to focus on something that I think is cancerous uh, to the human language because it pierces not just the heart, but the spirit. It pierces the soul. So I'm going to go ahead and read off some, some notes that I, that I took. Um, this is a small thing. And then um, I'm going to get into this paragraph that I had written and then I'm gonna just get into the specifics and then I'll and I'll leave it at that if you want to leave a comment if you want to hit me up uh, you can find me on Facebook you can find me on Instagram Instagram name is at Mr. Jump Tastic that's M-R-J-U-M-P T-A-S-T-I-C Mr. Jumptastic. The reason why the reason why I chose that name is because I told myself if ever I become a DJ, that's gonna be my name, Mr. Jumptastic. So that was just a, a side note that probably find very unimportant, but I just wanted to throw in that fun fact. Um, again, we're focusing on the power of the N word, and these are the facts that I found. Um, it's it's a noun that's highly offensive. Uh, definition, a contemptuous term for a black or dark-skinned person. Uh, its origin, originating in Spanish, uh, uh, negro, uh, French, nigre, I guess. I'm pretty certain I'm saying that wrong, so please correct me. I do not mind being corrected on something I do not know. Uh, after that, it says English, English as in Britain and European. Uh, uh, Neger, Neger, it's spelled N-E-G-E-R. And then it goes into English, which is American, 
Negro, and then translated into uh, nigger, which was the late 17th century. So, they showed a, 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 a graph where the word, where the usage of the word was peaked between 1900 and 1950. So, despite its origin, that's where it was used the most. And I honestly believe it was used the most at that time because uh, we were no longer slaves and um, white Americans wanted to find something that, that they can use as a, as a metaphoric whip. Something that they can touch us with without actually breaking the law. Uh, which will fall into the 13th Amendment. So... Um, under that, I have the term was used. I'm pretty certain many of you knew this, but for those of you who didn't, this is a fun fact. Uh, unfortunately, it's a fun fact. The term was used 113 times. Uh, the term nigger was used 113 times in the movie Django Unchained, directed by no other than Quentin Tarantino, which was actually a movie uh, was boycotted by Spike Lee. Uh, I think he was uh, boycotting. Uh, maybe the uses of the word or maybe how offensive the movie may appear. I own the movie. I think it's, it's a, an awesome master. I, well, I'm going to say a masterpiece. Like specific, but I just, I love, I'm, a, I'm an action junkie. So I love the movie. And I, I love the fact that they gave uh, Django a uh, heroic uh, position. And um, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it was true to the times. It was true to history. Uh, but me personally, I, I just, like I said, uh, prior to this, I'm not really fond of the word. Um, continuing on, um, I tried, to, I looked up uh, a song that had uh, the word used uh, more often than usual. There's a song by a group, I guess, or a group called Gangsta Rap called Nigga, Nigga, Nigga. That's three times. Um, I actually looked at the lyrics. I kid you not. 90% of the song consists of that one word. 90%. I also found another song called uh, by Lil Jon and Eastside Boys uh, called Real Nigga Roll Call, which was um, created, which was made back in 2004. Um, if you ever get an opportunity, if you're just curious, look these lyrics up. Um, yeah, it's... That many times, though, you know, it, it was... I, I understand it. As a black male, I understand it. I do. But again, personally, I just don't... I'm really not fond of it. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, The Breakfast Club, uh, it's a um, radio talk show that comes on early in the morning. It, 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 um, it roots from New York. It consists of three people. Uh, one of them is Angela Yee. Uh, the other one is Charlemagne the God. And I forgot the other cat's name. Oh, man. But Charlemagne the God is well known for being a jerk. He's well known for asking his his guests uh, very difficult questions and making them feel um, very uncomfortable. Um because of him, I think they, that show gets a lot of ratings because a lot of people want to know dirt. They want they they like hearing people get flustered. They like hearing um, people get um, personal and offensive. It's like they say, it's good for ratings. 
I'm not very fond of of his uh, morality or whatever he, uh, his way of uh, speaking to people, specifically women. Uh, but I do admire his delivery. I know that may not make sense, but he has an awesome way of communicating to the public. I will commend him on that. And what thing he does is he does this segment called Donkey of the Day. And I realize that he, he reads this um this 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 typed up document paraphrasing how he feels about the situation. So I, I took that approach, which is what I'm going to read um to um push us into the discussion on the n-word the n-word is a double-edged sword it can be a beloved greeting between brothers by friendship or bullet shot from the mouth in a heated argument between two people of different races it can provide relevancy in a hip-hop lyric towards a black demographic or division when recited from a white man who also knows the song verbatim. It has been the tagline for many comedians doing comic routines and the treacherous career cancer that has ruined many white individuals who choose to use it as freely as we do. It's characterized as the most offensive word in the English language, yet most prominent in the black community. The contradiction is another example of the complexity of a human being, yet why should it be so? Banning the word would only violate the First Amendment in such a way that if executed, it would be rid of all forms of art and communication, even distribution of the Bible. It is demeaning by definition, but celebratory by way of expression. Does it add to our value? Does it strengthen our history? I don't think so. If anything, it reiterates its initial purpose. It stirs anger, causing us to succumb to the stereotype of an angry black person, unable to conduct a reasonable argument. I believe with the law on our sides, we're able to retaliate against modern racism. That reality may be hard to grasp when it appears that the system does everything but defend our rights as Americans. I believe by not giving power to this word, we can remove one less thing from their arsenal. We, we, we have evolved far beyond our ancestors. We have inherited their wealth and finances, knowledge, wisdom, and most importantly, self-awareness. Let's not bury the damage it has caused, but burn it. Let's toss the ashes into the sea of retribution and redemption. Let's put great use to our advanced weaponry of perseverance and intelligence. Ralph Ellison didn't write for us to stay invisible. James Baldwin didn't stand for justice while we sat in contentment with the law. Let's play smart and win big. Let's progress and penetrate the wall of subtle bigotry and learned ignorance. Let's be bold Let's be brilliant. Let's be love. Um, I wanted to express again how this word has affected me. And the reason being is because every time I hear it, it's like fingers scratching a chalkboard. And... I, like I said, I understand the impact it has on our culture. What we have done is we have taken an offensive word. We've taken a negative 
uh, connotation and turn it into a positive. We have used it in music. We have used it in, 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 in literature. We have used it in media to show uh, dominance over something that was used to cripple us. We use it to form camaraderie between our brothers and our sisters of the same race. Um, and even those of the dark skin complexion. We've used it to sort of give our metaphoric middle finger um, to white America saying, I am not your Negro. And um, that's a, in reference to James Baldwin, uh, a movie which I was supposed to have watched. I think I have like a couple of days. I bought it on iTunes. And you know you have about a month before it expires. And I haven't taken the time to watch it. But what we're not paying attention to is, the, is two things. One thing, by saying that we can use this word and no one else can, creates separation. We fought so long to be conjoined, yet we're still divided. And that's a problem. That's a problem, my people, because in order for us to progress, we need help. We need to help each other. No, it is not easy when you have other people using this as a weapon. It's not easy at all. Um, I think and one of the, the best things for us to do is to be the bigger person. They say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will kill you. They will. I like to think of the word nigger as as, a, as an invisible ball and chain. Think about this. When you're standing still and you, you think about us the way we existed um, during, the, uh, during the time slavery was initiated. We were covered in so much friction, so much restriction that we couldn't move we couldn't progress and at this point in our life 2017 all those shackles have been removed figuratively and literally but most people know most white Americans most white um, individuals know that all they have to do is say that word. And it yanks us back. Like the ball and chain I just referenced. So imagine us moving forward. And all of a sudden they say that word. And you just stop in your tracks. And you're like. I I, I, I can't accept this. I, I, I have to fight back. I have to swing. I have to, I have to retaliate. I have to let them know. That I am not their negro. I have to let them know. And that's giving that word power. Power. That's why I say there's power in words and we're giving it to them. We're giving it to everyone else. But here we, do, here we, we turn around, we, 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 we drop two letters and add one and it becomes nigga. Which becomes this, 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 this associated word with, with a connection 
with each other as black, as uh, black uh, uh, African Americans, as black individuals. And what's happening is that people are laughing on the outside saying, look, they are taking that which we use to hurt them, to exclude themselves and create this divide that they fought so many years to eradicate. You know how backwards that sounds? Uh, first of all, I didn't grow up in an environment where that word was used excessively. And I honestly, I thank God for that. I really do. And like I said, I understand the significance. But y'all, we, we have to stop giving this word so much fuel. So much. And to think of someone out there writing music, dropping this word every five syllables we're 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 receding there are so there are millions of other words in the english language and i know one word that we could all use to replace that that is just as strong and that's brother as you can see We've dropped the ER from that word and we added an A. Same thing that we did to the word nigger. Just adding an A. Brother, man, that's that's too soft. We we need to be hard. We need to be gangster. We need to we need to be firm. But that word is it's a little bit too sharp. And it cuts. It cuts deeply. That word cuts, causing blood to flow that that spills to our children, to our grandchildren, to our great grandchildren, and it just it just it just blends in with the river of uh, of, the, of our following generations. We have been a people that have focused on stopping bad cycles. Like I said, this word was primarily used at the beginning of the 20th century. And even now, during the 21st, it's more dominant than ever. We still want to give our middle fingers to white America. Not all white people are racist. Not all white people hate us. But yet it's very hard to believe that when all we see on the news is the contrary. But we have to be better. We have to do better. Know our history is not well displayed in books. They don't speak about our strengths. Our accomplishments are celebrated once a year once a year Kanye West said I make black history every day I don't need a month that's the way we should <laughs> that's the way we should think that's the perspective we should have right now I'm going to focus on one thing and right now it's 23 minutes again I'm not going to make this long but 
I'm going back to the source, which is God. God created all of us of different colors, of different dialect, of different mentalities, for His glory, to show that no matter who or what you are, you can represent. You represent me. God is not a man of division, but a man of unity, an entity of unity. And if we continue to practice this verbiage, this verbiage, and it's, it's still going to create that split that we've been fighting so hard to kill its existence. So, tomorrow, well, by the time you hear this, this, this episode, it's going to be Saturday. Uh, during today, uh, James Aaron Snow, um, a.k.a. Frosty, uh, the Snow King, this is, that's what I call him. Uh, if ever you're curious about how he got the name Frosty, you should ask him. It's very funny. Um, and myself, we're going to be doing this thing called Pop-Up Poetry uh, in downtown Augusta. Uh, it's going to take place at 1 p.m. on can't say the the uh the address yet uh, the address will be posted uh at um at noon uh, giving everybody uh, at least one hour to get to the location uh, we're both going to be sharing uh one piece each on um the, the concept of the n-word and uh aaron's is a very interesting aaron aaron if you haven't if you don't know already is indeed a white male um, I myself, I am a black male, and um, I just found it very interesting that I think we both share the same viewpoints. You would think that I'll probably be more uh, lenient towards the um, the usage of this word, but it's it's causing a problem. After seeing what happened to Bill Murray, after seeing what happened to Paula Dean. Uh, what happened after uh, hearing it from uh, countless men in history who got caught um, expressing such a, a such a hateful word and seeing what it did to their careers, yet finding out that uh, we're constantly using it amongst each other is, is such a huge contradiction. The basis of it all is that this word was originally created to be offensive. It was originally created to hurt, to cause pain, to cause spiritual degradation. Why would we use it? Why would we use it? I can easily argue, because I personally don't believe in guns, but I know you say, what if I have to protect my family? Well, the thing about guns, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe. I know, I just don't. I don't believe that guns were created to just to just harm the enemy. Think of all the wars we fought. Thinking about your your general or whoever's in charge, walking amongst hundreds of men and just you know revving them up for war. Say, our primary objective is to make sure that we shoot every man in the kneecap or lower just to give us an advantage. 
Don't worry about the grenades and the bombs that they're shooting. We just want to disable them. We just want to weaken them. We don't want to kill them. We just want to make sure that they can't get up. No. He says, protect the line and do whatever you need to do. And that includes killing. So guns, I believe guns were primarily used to kill. Even though they used to kill animals for game, the, the initial purpose is to end life. To end life. And we and I and I personally value life like mo, like I know all of us do. We value life. But in this case, you would assume that we value each other's emotions, that we value each other's feelings. We value each other's history. Why use a word that reflects a time in history where we were weak? Where we were mutilated. Where we were devalued. Why? Why use that word if it causes so much pain? That's my dilemma with that word. That's how I feel about it. I know you all feel differently. And that's fine. You're entitled to that. Just like I'm entitled to the way I feel. And I believe all viewpoints are valid. Because you feel strongly about it. But I personally believe that it's time that we, we put that word to rest. And let's continue to unite find similarities in what we do and our talents and our gifts and let's let's love i know this sounds like a cliche but we need that right now we need it we need it desperately i hope this has helped you in any way um again sorry if it, you were looking forward looking forward to me interviewing somebody but i, I wanted to try something different um i wanted to start a conversation and I hope, hopefully I did just that. Um, I believe that my primary purpose is to initiate change in a way where we're all heading towards the right direction. And that's loving each other and helping each other the best way we can. I love you all. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Hope you all had a safe 4th of July um, it's pretty hot out there. So if you can stay cool, if you got to lay in front of a fan, you know, put some Kool-Aid in the freezer, take it out and lick it, you know, have a little freeze pop. Remember, notice what we used to do in Arkansas when I was with my family or, um, wait till the ice cream man comes down the street, cool yourself off, have fun with your family, your kids. And um, make some memories. Uh, tune in for episode 7. Uh, we'll announce uh, the person I will be interviewing a week prior to the Saturday that I will be posting the episode. So, I love you all. Let's continue to encourage each other. Let's continue to move forward. This is Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Episode 6 of The Glory in Our Stories ending his session and his viewpoint on the power of the N-word.